Yo, 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 what is up everybody? Welcome, welcome to our show. This is Timeless Gamer, where the game can gamers grow older while the gaming experiences will forever remain timeless. Your gaming podcast show brought to you by Pinoy Retro Gaming. And we are now live in Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. And for all of our archive videos, and you can just go to our YouTube channel, which is Thomas Gamer PRG. And for all of you guys who just want to listen to us talk, that's fine. You can now listen to us in Audible, Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcast, and Apple Podcast by searching in Timeless Gamer. And happy holidays, everyone! And this is our uh, this is our last episode for the year 2022. And Yes, it's. Uh, I know it's not a Sunday, everyone. So it, it's a, it's Saturday right there in Manila, uh, in, uh, on that side of the in, on that side of the world, anyway. Mm. Uh, the only one of the main reasons why because well, uh, we are going to be busy on the next coming few days uh, to prepare for the uh, for Christmas and, and the New Year. Every every member of Pinot Retro Gaming and Thomas Gamer will be busy with uh, will will be busy. Uh, having their times with their family and friends for Christmas and the New Year, so might as well just uh, do this one last episode for 2022. Just a look back of all of our gaming experiences uh, for the year 2022 and what 2022 means in terms of the gaming community in general. So this uh, this episode is brought to you by Sir Dan, right there. Speaking of which, coming all the way from the UK. <laughs> Sir Dan, the man, how are ya? Alright, thank you very much. Good to see you both. Alright, alright. And all the way to the New Jersey, Sir Banyaga Native Sir Joe. Hello everybody. Good good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whoever you are, wherever you are, a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever your special events for the month are. We're very happy that you're having them and we're very happy that you're here joining us for a short moment. Uh you know just just to have a good time as well all right so uh well it's just three of us for now uh, guys but mm. hopefully the others might be able to join in we're doing this a little bit early uh than the usual because at 8 p.m pinoy retro gaming will also going to be having their podcast in celebration of their christmas party right there at nueva Ecija, philippines so shout out to the uh, to the people right there our brothers and sisters pinoy retro gaming having their christmas party Happy, merry 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 christmas from all of us <laughs> well the three of us here we will be joining you later on after this uh, after this program so I will live by a satellite. Live by a satellite. All of us are going to be joining you guys over there. For this episode, guys, we will be um, we will be giving it to Sir Joel to helm the show, and yeah, it's just a, a free for all conversation in regarding with our game experiences for the year 2022. So, Sir Joel, take it away. Absolutely. All right. So today's episode is just going to be nice, relaxed. Everybody's just going to be tossing in their their opinions. Uh, just general, yeah, we call it inuman in the Philippines, where basically we just sit around with a drink in front of us and just 
shooting the breeze, remembering everything that happened for back in 2022. But first things first, I want to have a look at the uh, messages here in the comments, in the chats. And of course, we have our regulars, Miss Charlene Alisa San Agustin of Miss Honoka 99. Hopefully, they'll be able to join us later. But if not, you know, I'm absolutely sure we're going to be seeing them again. And we're going to be seeing them in the party anyway. There's also Paulo uh, um, Christopher Fernandez. Um, you know the, the the pricklier half of Miss Charlene Lisa San Agustin, <laughs> and uh, you know uh, you know how some fruits are nice and smooth, and some fruits are nice and prickly, like you know jackfruits. Yeah, that's that's us. That's us Filipinos when it comes to when it comes to couples. <laughs> and of course, Jello Salcedo Kayabo who says, "Let's go." That's Jello WTF and Gomer Kaasi. There you go. Of uh, 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 Tito Goma, if I remember correctly, I am terrible when it comes to remembering uh remembering handles but i always remember the people who hang around with us here in the chats thank you very much gomer it's nice to see you very very happy that you're here he says what's up boss joel boss joe and dan excellent there you go and of course long time tito joe jello says yeah i know i haven't had the chance to really stream lately but hopefully that'll change sometime next year i'll try to maintain a more regular schedule on twitch because well you know life catches up with you and you know the fact that everybody is busy at this season and you guys are taking the time to hang around with us we are very very thankful for that and we are very very happy that you're here all right so let's see um 2022 yeah let's let's start it off with a round from our panelists here what was 2022 for you let me ask jock first nothing but misery uh, not because really? of gaming, but no. <laughs> uh, well, well, uh, sir. Well, uh, I've been meaning to. Uh, well, uh, well, um, just well. Uh, you know, you know, you guys. So, um, so my daughter just turned one, and all throughout that time, uh, I stopped playing. Like I remember, I stopped playing Button Kaitos at November. Uh, November. That's the time when my daughter was uh, was born, and I stopped entirely. I stopped my stream of Batman Kaitos for the Nintendo GameCube, and every once in a while, I would be playing bits and pieces there. But I'm not you know offline. I'm just uh, I'll play a few minutes of this, a few minutes of that, and then that's it. But mostly for 2022, despite me not playing, I don't know how much I spent just buying stuff, buying gaming related <laughs> stuff. And, all, and not for the lack of trying, only because uh, ever since doing this show mm. and meeting Sir Dan, um, it, uh, with Sir Dan here, Sir Joel, Sir Ray, Sir Carlo, when we're doing, uh, when we started doing the show all together, especially with season five, mm. there were a lot of topics that I really wanted to get really immersed with. Mm-hmm. Like for example, the, uh, the Sega, Sega episodes, the SNES episodes. That I wanted Sir Dan to be proud of me, so I actually bought a Mega Drive. Oh, there you go. And I was very proud of you, Joe. Very <laughs> Mega Drive, and I never thought that I would be buying a Mega Drive, an actual yeah. Mega Drive, not the Mega Drive Mini. I can't find a cheaper one yet. Mm. Uh, here in the <laughs> anyway, I bought this one. 
because I wanted uh, Sir Dad to be proud of me. <laughs> but uh, car dealers are expensive as hell, so I got myself an EverDrive, and that's the next best thing, yeah. anyway. I have to admit, um, the 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 SNES and Mega Drive generation have really shot up in price recently. It's it's uh, the, especially the old, the much rarer stuff in the old days back in twenty. 15 or 2016 during my some of my earlier uh, convention hopping days you could just see them piled there and you could still complete your rare Genesis Mega Drive collections or SNS collections without a problem nowadays I do notice it's really getting hard but continue your story job go ahead uh, what what else um, because of Sir Joel's I don't know uh, Sir Joel is one of those game whisperers <laughs> Oh, uh, you should uh, you should probably get this while you can. And I'm like, I I, I have my funds prepared for something, and then I'm sure will uh, will uh, will suggest something, and then for some reason I just go with it. So I bought another PS Vita, saying that uh, Vita is a it's a good emulator uh, for for the handheld, and and, it I, is. and I completely agree. Mm. So I bought a new uh, I bought a new one. It's right there uh, mm. with the box. And ever since we did the mini episodes, mm. I and I haven't I haven't really paid attention with the minis. But for some reason, after doing the mini episode, I just for some reason I got an SNES mini. I got a um, I got an uh, an NES mini. I got a PS One classic. That's, uh, what, of, that's what you call the, the in, peer pressure and influence of <laughs> like-minded people. <laughs> um, when we did that, in, when we, when we did the uh, Nintendo DS episode, I bought my. I already got a 3DS. I'm like, why? Why, why would I even buy a DS anyway? Mm-hmm. But sadly, I bought one anyway. <laughs> so I bought a DS. It's right there. Oh, so I bought a there's DS a reason. Just a there's play. a reason for that. Just the DS, DS game. yeah, the DS is, uh, I think the last handheld, the, the the last handheld that can still play GBA games. I could be wrong on that, Dan. Am, am I right. correct on that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, not uh, uh, sir Dan. Not just a DS. So I bought a DS Lite and the OG DS. Mm. Why would I even? <laughs> why, why, why would I even buy two? For and and I'm like, well, if I, if I'm going to play some DS games and GBA games, I mean, the DS Lite would have been be- uh, would have been enough. But no, no, uh, I bought the OG DS as well for some reason. This is, uh, this is what I feel. This is what I feel. Joy is doing. He's building a museum at home for his kid to have a look at while she's growing up, and you know, and Joe can conduct lectures. All right, kid. This is what it looked like in the old days. This is what we used to play with. All your hologram thingies, you know, that didn't exist yet. <laughs> I bought uh, for the books. Uh, I also like my history, of course. Sir Joel is, uh, Sir Joel is also one of those um, historians that we have here in the show. So I mm. got, um, I got the uh, JRPG book, uh, the oh, history yes. of JRPGs, mm. and just recently, Fight Magic and Items, the soft cover. Yes. Um, I think I got Cold Wars the other year, and Once Upon a Time the other year as well. So I don't think those count. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of stuff that I bought for 2022. I mean, um, I might take a little bit of time just showing them all to you guys, but we'll we'll tackle that later. Well, anyway, um, 
Uh, we'll, uh, I have other stuff to share, but we'll we'll talk about them as soon as we go. Mm. All right. So that is Joe's quick rundown in 2022. Uh, right in between, we are just going to have a look at the chats again. Uh, my my apologies, uh, Gomer. It was Jinkus Gaming Hub. That was Jin- that's Jinkus Gaming Hub, Gomer Kaasi's page. Please check his page out. Give him likes, follow, subscriptions. We streamers live or die by your likes. So thank you very much to everybody who gives their likes, who gives their follows and everything. We are very, very happy. And make sure that you check out Jinkus Gaming Hub because he's got it. He's a really really good streamer also we also like we'd also like to say hi to big bike gaming who says 19 hours uh, uh, is it 19 hours before uh before a big event well i i'm i'm not quite sure what big bike gaming is talking about there but you know i'm absolutely sure it's something very significant and jdm Juan de marcos one of our uh, semi-regular panelists here uh on here on timeless gamer who says welcome to timeless gamer everyone and uh david palomares who says we want one two three go we want one two three go Yep, we do. We do want one, two, three, go. Very cool. Let's see. Um, uh, let's see. And of course, Sir Pao says we call it in Filipino as lason budol. Uh, it's it's a term that we have in the Philippines. Who says if somebody influences you to buy something, then he call it lason or budol. All right. And of course, now we are going to dance 2022 quick rundown. Like, what was 2022 for you, Dan? Well, um, from a from a last point of view, I am. Um... Um, I've moved out, so mm-hmm. a lot of my, um, I've got a few games behind me, but most of my games are boxed up now. These are things mm. that I've just picked up cheap before. So uh, I'm actually playing a lot on emulation now, um, yeah. because, because I'm, I'm a mainly a retro gamer, and mm-hmm. a, a lot of my games, um, I think, you know, now they're packed away, I don't want to unpack them, so I'll probably be moving again in the next year or two. So uh, mm-hmm. so that was that, that really, but the main, the main thing really for me, um, mm. has been I a few years back, four or so years back, I started a 16-bit uh, playthrough, mm. which uh, I'm basically intending to play through all the games I've got, which is you know probably around a thousand. Um, and I've I've now got to well this this year I, I've I've, did, I've finished around well finished you know as, as good as finished around. Mm. Uh, 250 retro games, all nice. 16 bit games. So, so been a lot of that, and uh, and uh, trying to stay on top of some new releases as well um, on the PS4 and on the PC. So. Uh, you re- you really should be streaming your your uh, gameplay, Dan. I'm absolutely sure it's going to be entertaining. <laughs> yeah, I, I, to, to be fair, I kind of I kind of do it quite sporadically. Mm. Um, so I'm not really I'm not really bored, but I, I, I probably will look at doing that in future. I think when I get towards um, um, uh, towards near the I, I started this year on G, mm. I'm to G, and I, okay. I'm now on P. So oh, there you go. I think when it's finished, which will probably be about another year or eighteen months, I think I might, I might go back to re- revisit the games and, and stream stream some of the. Uh, the You're going alphabetically, then I see. Yes. Yes. Ah, yes. there you go. This makes it easy, <laughs> e- easy to um, to keep hold of, and I've done it purposely because of the Sega Nintendo, which is the best. You know, what I mean? mm. like loads of people. Ah, oh, this is, whichever side, Sega or Nintendo, but they'll say this is the best. This is the best. I'm like. Is it actually fair to say that until you've played a, a, a good portion? You know what I mean. And, I, and I've played about four hundred games uh, at the minute, and I, I want to at least I want to at least get to a thousand before I can say right. That's my absolutely. Yeah. Objectively speaking, you at you at least have to have 
not ju- not not just touched, but at least gone through a semi significant portion of of the game that you're trying to compare. Uh, the games that you're trying to compare for you to be able to give uh, a, a a balanced opinion on both of them or wh- whichever ones that you're going to compare. And I think the approach that you're doing is pretty is is pretty effective on that one, Dan, because yeah, you know you have to be able to weigh it properly. Yeah, ex- exactly. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of brilliant games that mm. a lot of people just haven't played, so they dismiss them straight away. You know what I mean? Uh, a lot of people, will, 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 like say on a Facebook group, will turn around and say, "I've, I've never, heard, I've, I've never heard of Blades of Vengeance." Mm. So, so it must it can't be a good game. And I'm like, actually, that's pro- probably one of the best action RPGs I've played of that era on any mm. system. You know what I mean? So they turn around and say, "Oh, yeah, but." but but Secret of Mana, and I'm like, Blades of Vengeance for me, mm. yeah, far better than Secret of Mana. Yeah, so, it, so you, you, you know, it's only fair you give them games a chance, really. Agreed. It, it, it's, in, uh, I guess it's, it's also probably because it's, uh, the modern gaming era is a product of hype. Everybody is going through, everybody's basing their opinions on how much hype a game had, has, or has ever had. And for them, once once a game is super hyped, then their opinion is based on that—the fact that, oh, this game is super hyped, so it must be really, really good. I've never heard of that game, so it must be terrible. So uh, it's it's really not a fair basis for forming an opinion. But you know, people will people will people. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's yeah. <laughs> I guess that's it. All right. So those are our 2022 opinions. My personal opinion, 2022. It's 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 it was still amazing. It was still a lot of fun. Uh, every single day is a blessing, and so many things that we do every single every single day, week, month of 2022 has been fairly fairly chaotic. But we're just we're, I'm just here to enjoy the ride because of the fact that you know. Everything, everything that happens happens for a reason for me, and I try my very best to come away with a good lesson from all of it. Um, speaking of which, we'll touch on um, the biggest gaming news of 2022. If anybody, um, if anybody, if anything has happened in 2022, there has been a lot of gaming news that really popped out. Uh, let me just toss one out there, and let's see if uh, our other panelists and people in the chats if they can toss in their opinions of the gaming news of 2022. For me, the one that really leapt out at me was, uh, personally speaking, the Stadia, uh, the Google Stadia debacle. If if that people are not familiar, Google went into the streaming uh, arena of games, streaming games is starting to become a big thing here in the United States and I'm absolutely sure over in the UK as well and soon enough in other parts of the world it's kind of like Netflix except with video games so basically you can choose a video game that you want you can play it you don't have to install it on your PC or your console you can play it through the cloud it's it's running on somebody else's computer over there it's basically magic to somebody like me who's 50 years old already and you're playing a game through the air so in this case Google got into it with this can- with this thing called Stadia. One thing, an example of cloud gaming is Microsoft Game Pass. That's basically it. And um, Google wanted a piece of that pie, so Google came out with this thing called Stadia. It was it was a thing where they could you could play games uh, through the cloud using Google Chrome Chromecast devices, if I remember correctly, and they gave you a free controller with it and near near the middle part of it to really encourage people to try to play it. They really pushed it, and 
sad to say people really didn't bite into it because of the fact that aside, my personal opinion is that people wanted uh, well number one the, the, the infrastructure wasn't there yet for Google people uh, the, the initial part of the uh, the introduction the introduction of the streaming thing the games lagged you press a button and the character on screen jumped up about half a second after which was an unacceptable latency for a lot of video gamers another thing is that uh, the price of stadia games was terrible uh, digital games in, in the stadia in the stadia marketplace came out at $60 still the same price as a physical copy and people and gamers just really weren't having that if you bought if, if they gave away the stadia for, for free almost and people still had to buy the games at 60 bucks. It's it's like the razor blade approach. You would buy the razor blade for cheap. Uh, you would buy the razor for cheap, but the blades would be exorbitantly expensive. So that really didn't go over well with people. Despite the fact that later on the life of, of Stadia, there were a lot of discounts, but you know it wasn't enough to keep it going. So eventually, I think it was in September, if I remember correctly, the Google Stadia, uh, Google announced that they were, it was shuttering Stadia. They were not producing it anymore, and it. It just became a footnote in video gaming history, but I'm absolutely sure people are going to look back at it and say, you know, something. There was something there, and who knows? Maybe Google will get into it again sometime in the future. All right, let's ask Dan. Is there a particular piece of gaming news in 2022 that that came out at you? Uh, I mean, uh, to be honest, I, I think you've touched on it with with with, with the hype scenario. Mm, um, yeah. There's been a lot of stuff hyped up, which which didn't which just came across as hyped. <laughs> so, so, for example, uh, let's let's say Final Fantasy 16. Um, yeah, there have been a lot of hype around Final Fantasy 16. I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, I don't like, I don't like. It looks like a cheap Witcher ripoff uh, meets Devil May Cry. Mm. Um, there's not really been that much from a new standpoint that, that that's grabbed me to be honest. I think uh, as far as as far as future gaming goes, um, there's not there's not really been much that's grabbed me at all. I, all. All the hype and all the good times I've had um, in 2022 have all been the here and now and actually stuff I've played or stuff I've got involved with. Mm. Well, uh, having a look at right now, for those of you in the audio portion, Jaw is kind of showing what Final Fantasy 16 is going to be looking like. Um, it uh, it feels like a, I, I guess um, you can see that it's an action RPG now. It's not a turn-based RPG, which you can see Jaw shaking his head vehemently right now. <laughs> He's shaking his head like crazy. <laughs> Because you know me and Joe, we're turn-based guys. We're turn-based. Actually, guys. me, Sir Joe, uh, Sir mm. Joel, and Sir mm. Dan, all of us are turn-based guys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, we I, love turn-based games. Mate, mate, it, I, love, I love action RPGs too. I really mm. enjoy action RPGs. Um, yeah, but, but I think this it, it, it it's um it's signifying. I mean, it's been on a downturn anyway for me. Final Fantasy for a long time, a long time. Mm. But uh, but it's this type of. It's not just Final Fantasy. It's like every every game I'm I'm looking at now. It looks like this. It all looks the same. I want it's, you know what I mean. It, there are there are different ones, and funnily enough, Super Super Sega are one of the main ones. Got a champion the the, the um, turn based genre. We the likes of Persona and mm. SMT with we, Atlas, but but. Uh, you know, Final Fantasy 16. I'm like, how many times have I seen this before? Um, 
why why carry on down this path to Final Fantasy when mm. it's got so many um, fans you know that, that, that were built on a turn-based thing so mm, yeah it, it, it's it's come to the point where it's uh, the, this type of gameplay or or shall we say what's the right word for it the the, the feel of it has reached a certain hegemony hegemony how do you how do you pronounce that word hegemony or hegemony where it's almost all consistently the same thing over and over again it, it i guess it's it, it's the fact that pe- developers or companies making these games are seeing that people are leaning towards it and that's actually making money so it's everybody wants to get in on it and jump on the bandwagon and sad to say it, it it's not beneficial to us gamers looking for variety or, or innovation in in the in this in the scene i guess in our case what happens is that since everybody tries to copy everybody else we start to gravitate towards the indie games yes. i guess yeah. a lot of people are starting to gravitate towards indie games and that's where the innovation is nowadays well let's ask joe how about joe uh, what is the big piece of 2022 gaming news that leapt out at you this year that really made an impression on you made you think this is significant this is something that is going to be impacting video gaming going forward yeah uh, well just to piggyback on what sir dan and sir joe mm. mentioned regarding yeah. final fantasy 16 guys mm-hmm. if i'm going to take the Final Fantasy 16 footage, right? And mm. I'm gonna take a few characters from Valkyrie Profile Elysium. I'm gonna take some a few characters from from Demon Souls, from Elder and Elder Ring. Then I'm going to jump with all them together. Yeah. Like, who will know the difference? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Right? Agreed. I mean, yeah. That, I mean, the look, the aesthetic of things, the uh, the game design, the overworld design. Mm-hmm. Like it, like it, it all mashed up. And say what you will. I mean, even Tales games. I mean, at least the Tales games are a little bit more anime-ish mm. in, in their art. So you, st- you still kind of have this distinction away from uh, from the pseudo realism uh, humanoid forms designed That's with true. the current uh, RPG games. Mm. Say what you will about the Persona and the Shin, Men- Shin Megami Tensei games from Sega. At least uh, with, uh, with with Namco Bandai and the Persona Shin Megami Tensei Atlas, you still got that uh, that anime-ish design. That even if they're going to do a, uh, a hack and slash uh, kind of action RPG uh, aesthetic. At least you can. At least your your base being full. That okay, it's not as the same as the fun, the current Final Fantasy lineup that we have currently. Uh, what's the uh, What's the other Final Fantasy that were that was released uh, recently? Stranger, uh, uh, Strangers of Oh, Strangers of Paradise. Stranger Paradise. Yeah, Stranger <laughs> Paradise. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Stranger of yeah, Paradise. Supposed, yeah, it's supposed to be a remake I mean, of the very first one. I think if I remember right? correctly. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like. So if I'm going to play that and then and then jump to Final Fantasy 16, if I don't know any better, those two would be interchange interchangeable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Design wise, I mean, you know. Anyways, um, I would still buy the game though. <laughs> And what can I say? We're, we're collectors. We're not just game players. We're not just streamers. We're collectors as well. I mean, Square Enix. I mean, we can bitch and moan about Square Enix doing this kind of stuff, but they'll say they'll, they'll like 
bitch, you're gonna you're you're gonna still buy this anyway. <laughs> no. Yeah, but it's it's about how you buy it, isn't it? So mm. you know, I I will play Final Fantasy 16 at some point. I have no intention of paying full price for it or buying it. Oh no. Yeah, that's right. I mean, with with Stranger of Paradise came out, I'm like, I'm I'm, I'm gonna hold out. I mean, yeah, sure, yeah. I sure the aesthetic looks amazing, but no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna buy full price just for this. Mm-hmm. So, like a year after it was released, then I saw then I saw it on sale like at half the price mm-hmm. on our local EB games, and like, well, it it, it has finally come to fruition. Okay. <laughs> Finally drop down to price. Okay, then I'll buy it. Sure, yeah. fine. I, I already got it. It's right there. Oh, there I'm you like, go. <laughs> okay, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just gonna look at you for now. Uh, I'm not sure when I'm going to play it, but I said at, at least I got you. John, I, might, I mean, I might do the same thing for uh, for Final Fantasy 16. Oh, Final Fantasy Crisis Core a Reunion just came. Oh out. yeah, yeah. There's that. Right? Yeah, that's true. And mm. as much as I love Final Fantasy 7, which Mm-hmm. Uh, to much surprise of uh, to all of you guys down there, I haven't played the, the original Final, Final Fantasy VII, and I'm like, so sure. Uh, so I got the Final Fantasy VII remake day one and integrate day one. Not that much, uh, not that impressed. Um, at this at this stage, I'm just waiting for uh, for for, uh, for it to be a little bit more complete before I can play it. Because as much as I have, as far as far as I know that they are going to, they're just re- releasing it in parts. Episodic, like, if I remember correctly, yeah. Episodic, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm, I, I don't want that. So I'll, I'll just wait for for all of the games to be com- uh, for all of the of the series mm-hmm. to be completed. Then I'll play it. Right? You know, in all um, likelihood, though, Joe, they are going to be making it so that they're going to be re-releasing the entirety of the the series on PlayStation Five, probably in an integrated package sometime in the future. Yeah. They're just doing it right now as a you know as as an episodic thing because uh, probably because of PS Four. PS Four is still very much lively in the market. Not everybody. I, I think it was um, Juan de Marcos who said in the chats who said 2022 in gaming we still don't have enough PS Five stocks. It's true. It's absolutely yeah. true. There's huh? there's still no such thing as a P. I still oh. can't walk into a Walmart speaking or a Target news, and get one off the shelf. News, sir, go mm. Yes, go speaking ahead. Speaking of, uh, of PS5 news, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, yes. but it's been two years since mm-hmm. the release of the PlayStation 5, ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen, and because of the because of the whole pandemic. Uh, certain uh, certain chips, micro, uh, uh, so, uh, software, hardware, um, microchips, mm-hmm. and uh, the necessities to make them PS fives mm-hmm. are are severely limited due uh, due to cost cutting and manpower issues. Mm-hmm. So the production has been lackluster to say the least. Lackluster. That's not the word I would have used. I would have used terrible. <laughs> I mean, the, uh, for, uh, for the lack of a better word, <laughs> lackluster production to say the least. But mm. for some reason, uh, we don't have enough stocks, right? But, but Sony announced that they're going to increase the, uh, that they're going to increase the price Ooh, for yes. the PlayStation 5. Mm. Originally, mm. it was 500 bucks, I believe. 500 bucks, yes. Mm-hmm. Around 500 bucks, uh, 500 US dollars, guys. Yes. And then just, I don't know, like two, three months ago, they said, oh, we're going to increase the price to what? 600 or 700 dollars? 
for basically the same uh, mm. for the, basically the same unit. I mean, it's not like a PS5 Pro. I mean, I can mm. I can understand if it's a PS5 Pro, but no, you're getting the same base model for almost like 20% in uh, for a 20% price increase, and you yeah. and you you would wonder why is it because of the uh, because of the necessities to make one or. Is it manpower issues? I mean, how about it's not yeah, let, clear. Let's hear what Dan has to say about that. What do you think, Dan? Yeah, man. I, I think we've talked about this before. I, I don't believe the PS5 actually exists. Yeah, same here. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, it's, I've never it's just, seen one in the wild. Ever. Exactly. I mean, in my case, it's it's not a real thing unless I can walk into a Walmart or a Target, see it off the shelf, uh, see it on the shelf have an associate pick it up for me and then i can buy it on the counter that's not happened in the past two years and it's i think it did hit its two-year anniversary already and it still hasn't happened which is terrible i do remember it happening during the wii days but it took me about a year before i could get myself a nintendo wii and that was terrible already back then now it's still happening with the playstation 5 i actually have an xbox uh series x sitting around right now waiting for me to be able to open it but I, I I haven't had much of a reason for it. Now the PS5, there's an even less there's even less of a reason for me to get a PS5 now because looking at the at the game selection that's exclusive for PS5, it's still not real yet. No, it's still no, not there's, happening. There's nothing. There's this very. I look at the PS5 live. Mm, yeah. And there's, there's not enough there um, mm. to, to entice me to buy one. There is yeah, no like, justification. I'm like all the games I've got on mm-hmm. the PS4. Mm. Um, Sorry, all the games that are on the PS5 remastered, I've already got on the PS4. Exactly. There are, yes. there are a few exclusive on the PS5. Are mm. they are they as good to warrant me forking out what I want it as opposed to just carrying on retro mm. gaming and indie gaming? No, mm. nowhere near, nowhere near. Nah. A really quick shout out to Celso Claudio on on the chats who says "Merry Christmas, mga guapo," which is translated to "Merry Christmas to all you handsome folk" right there. <laughs> Thank you very much, Celso Claudio, and. Yeah, in my case, I would say I would go so I would venture so far as to say this might herald the death of the the beginning of the death of the physical games console because of the fact that my Microsoft Game Pass is is an excellent value for dollar. Every single almost week you're getting a brand new game on it. Uh Amazon has been it has been into the gaming streaming arena has thrown their hat into the gaming streaming arena with what's called Amazon Luna and it is flawless honestly as an Amazon Prime member I've been playing games on it for free it's it's amazing really? Amazon Prime? Yeah, Amazon Prime if you're on Amazon, Amazon Prime, Prime yeah you can check out this game this series this their service called Amazon Luna and you can play, ah yeah, yeah I heard of it exactly you can play their games on your browser I've been playing Tetris Effect Connected I've been playing uh 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 uh, 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 uh Zero no um the, the, the RPG that just came out, the the Trails and the Trails series, it's it's flawless. It's really like the game, the game streaming thing. It might hear this the the lack of of chips for modern consoles like PlayStation Five and Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty might signal the death of 
the big chunky consoles going forward the biggest selling console right now is the nintendo switch sales figures have recently surpassed the playstation 4 if i remember correctly of the nintendo switch has surpassed the lifetime sales of the playstation 4 and i, I wouldn't be surprised if it surpassed sometime in the near future this the lifetime sales of the best-selling console of all time the ps2 i wouldn't be surprised at all really the the, the hybrid handheld console might be the next thing like might be the next big thing aside from streaming game streaming so that's that's my personal opinion i could be wrong on that but you know i'm putting my money in i'm putting my money on game streaming in the future <laughs> all right uh, let's, of, yeah um, go ahead John. speaking of the um speaking of actual uh, actual physical copy dying down yeah okay so we got this xbox nice there you go the series s nice Very only good. because sir joel said well if you're just gonna play uh, this is the best uh if you're gonna if you're just gonna go for uh for an uh for a hardware emulator this mm. is one of the, the best ones computer mm. uh, computer power wise yes mm-hmm. um i think there's a uh, i think there's a hack now that you can mm. run retro arch uh with the xbox series s and x Mm. Without doing the um, the, dev, the the dev the developmental kit hack, I believe so. so you yes, can, uh, mm-hmm. I have. Uh, I just saw. I just saw ETA Prime. Uh, oh yeah, ETA, ETA Prime. Prime. Shout out to ETA Prime. To, Very cool. Yeah, how to hack your your Series S, Series mm. X, mm-hmm. run RetroArch on it. I haven't mm-hmm. done it yet. Uh, I've been meaning to do that uh, just to see how it run GameCube, Dreamcast, Saturn games. I seem to recall ETA Prime did a video on it, and I I think he said that they ran pretty well up to GameCube. If I, I could be I could be remembering that okay. incorrectly, but yes, all the way up to GameCube, which is fascinating. Again, emulating all these amazing consoles from the past is is really something that 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 I hear the Series S does very well. They're selling that right now in Costco here in the U.S. for 200 bucks. I'm severely tempted to get one myself, honestly, John. I think I influenced you to get one, and now I'm influencing myself to get one as well. I mean, fact, as, far, I mean as far as JRPG goes, mm, I, I yes. can always do that on the PS4 and the Switch. That's true. I mean, mm. the Xbox are uh, the, the Xbox, unfortunately, doesn't really have such mm. exclusives as far as JRPG goes, or that. Yes. I mean, compared to the compared to the 360. Agreed. 360 Xbox has like at least five JRPGs mm. exclusives that at least you'll uh, you'll be not as reluctant to get one. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, Miss Eileen Tadeo, uh, who might be having a little bit of uh, trouble connecting right now. Otherwise, she would have joined us uh, in the chats uh, here in the panel. Uh, saying in the chats, yes, same with Sir Juan de Marcos JDM. Hoping to see Sir Dan stream in the future. There you go, Dan. You've got it. You've got you've got people waiting to see you stream <laughs> streaming games. There you go. Sir Dan will be streaming. Yes, everybody's clamoring for it right now. <laughs> All right, so um, I think that's a, a nice little rundown of, of the gaming news of, of 2022. Let, let's move on to a little portion right now. It's reminiscent of what we've always done in the past called show and tell, except this time uh, we're going to be doing an overall 2022 thing where if you have a particular game that you uh, have acquired that is best value for money or you know your biggest regret show it off and then let's talk about it <laughs> let's see uh, Joe 
let's find out what your what your acquisitions for 2022 are and if it's something that you're you know that you're particularly proud of or if you think that it's a stinker Um, well, I did mention the Sega Mega Drive. Yes, nice. Very, well, very box, cool. Well, the box has Genesis, but mm. the console is Mega Drive. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> fine. Um, I got the I got the SNES Mini mm. right there. I can, I yeah. mean, I can get it now, but I got the SNES Mini, mm. the NES Mini, mm-hmm. the PlayStation Classic. Which I played PS One, uh, the PS One, the, the default PS One. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, what bullshit is this? <laughs> well, I mean, it, it it will become an amazing console once you've decided to modify it. <laughs> I mean, if, if, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I got I got all three minis for cheap, like a hundred mm. bucks. Uh, yeah, Australian dollar. So I, I'm not that I, I'm not that bitter about it. But come on, I mean, aside from Wild Arms, mm. Final Fantasy VII, I think the only noteworthy game would be uh, First Persona, which First Persona, but mm. the actual Persona One, mm. like it would cost you like over 200, 300 bucks. Oh yeah, US dollars a pop. I mean, if you if you can even find one, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure why it's there, but thankfully it's there. Otherwise, I don't know what's what's the point of all of the uh, of all of the games listed there. I mean, we talked about the PS1 Classic more in detail on our mini episode, but I mean, playing, I mean, actually seeing it scroll right in front of me, like mm. that's it. Uh, well, uh, what else? Well, I got. Uh, what else? So the DS, mm. DS Lite. Mm. Um, what else did I got? Um, oh, this one right here. Ah, oh, the original Xbox. Nice one. Yeah, very nice. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. Uh, that it, it looks like it's got a hole in it because of the green screen thing. The Xbox is a big green X in the middle of it, <laughs> if I remember correctly, right? <laughs> The OG Xbox. Mm. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't got. I didn't bought that. Actually, it came from my mm. brother-in-law when I was oh, wow. uh, when I was back in the Philippines uh, a while mm. back. It's um, still an acquisition. What else? Mm-hmm. Um, I got the PC Engine. Oh, there you go. That's it. We definitely have PC to do an engine. episode on that. Um, it's the OG PC Engine mm-hmm. that unfortunately I don't. Ha- uh, unfortunately, it, it needs the RF cable. I'm sure so it's gonna I be easy to, to get that. So I have to. Uh, well, it's, uh, they said that if you're going to use the RF cable, then better use a CRT. TV. Oh, if you're, going to, if you're going to hook this up on an HD TV on a modern TV, mm. it's gonna look. It's gonna. It's just gonna look like hell. So <laughs> I bought. Uh, so I bought this from Amazon. This R, uh, this RGB um, connector, which will connect mm. this on the back. So you can just use a component cable, so at least you you can play your PC Engine games uh, in RGB, YBBBR component uh, in, a, in a video setting. For the, uh, I didn't I didn't really buy anything like a physical game for the PC Engine, but I did got the EverDrive. Mm, yes. Um, I got Baroque. I got Baroque. Oh, Baroque, yes, for Wii. Yes, that's in, true. In the Wii. I've uh, always seen that around in the markets. I just never got the chance to get it. Um, 
is it is it um is it part of that tower rpg series now it, it's, it it's an jrpg that's also um also released on the playstation 2 i believe mm, okay Baroque. and i got i got kudelka for the PlayStation. Kudelka, right. Nice, nice. NPSCJ, but if you're going to, uh, but everything, but if you're going to play this, it's every, everything's in English. Mm. So only Japanese here will, uh, the only Japanese thing will be here will be just what these the, the subtitles. But every, the subtitles, because they're doing yeah. everything, uh, mm. yes, because they're doing their uh, their FMVs in English. Mm. They didn't dub in Japanese. Everyone, every, uh, all of the dialogue will be still in English, so it doesn't really matter. Mm. Um, <laughs> And then, hey, speaking of Persona, Persona mm. 2, Eternal Punishment. Oh, nice. Very yeah. good. Very I'm not, good. I'm not, I'm not familiar with that one, Joe. Is, is that, that's not Persona 2 that was on the SNES then? Um, well, the first Persona 1 and 2 only came originally for the PS1. Yeah. Uh, mm. And then Persona 2 has two, uh, has two installments. Um, the second yeah. one will be eternal. Well, the second one will be eternal punishment. Mm. The second, pers- uh, the first installment of Persona Two, Part One, was the one that got localized for the PS One. Uh, was got u- localized and then ported for the PSP. Mm. Part Two is just a uh, it's a Japanese exclu- uh, it's a Japanese only uh, game because mm. they run out of money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting confused. I'm thinking SMT. It's SMT on SNES, isn't it? Mm, yeah. Uh, the SM. I mean, that's the thing with, with the Persona because, technically speaking, it's it's Shin Megami Tensei Persona Two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's where I right? got confused with it, mate. So yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So oh, um, and then I and I also got in a big bag. I also got Final Fantasy Three Adventure. Mm. Final Fantasy Adventure 3 for the Game Boy. Nice. Very good. And I got all of this stuff in the 1989, uh, 1989 arcade when they did their 2022 retro video game market. Uh, it mm. was just this last week, actually. So, well, I, I, couldn't, I, I couldn't go to the RGCP event. So, this, technically, this, that was my, uh, that was my <laughs> event. That was, that was my retro video game market um, event for me. Um, there were all, I'm I'm still trying to work the video the video footage that I got. Uh, there are a lot of things that I, uh, there were a lot of things that I'm I'm still on the on the editing board for uh, for that. And hopefully, I will I'll be able to finish the whole uh, the whole event soon. But mm. in a nutshell, that's all. Uh, these are all that I got. Uh, from from the market. Not, well, not that that all that's all I got. That's all I can afford. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's all I can afford. <laughs> we all go into retro conventions with a budget in mind. Like in my case, I go into it with I think two hundred dollars in in my pocket in general, and I make sure that I I stick to that budget unless something extra like a like a unicorn. Uh, shows up in one of the conventions, and I have to go whip out my credit card and get get the damn thing. <laughs> All right, so that and is then, uh, that's that's jo- oh yeah the book uh, the book fight, of course fight the, magic uh, items fight I, magic I, and items the I have to get a copy of that one history of Final Fantasy Dragon Quest and the rise of Japanese RPGs in the West 
I have to get that one. I definitely have to get that one. And the big book. The, yeah. The Bible. <laughs> the Holy Bible of uh, the Holy Bible of JRPG players. Mm, uh, that one. That one jo- influenced me to get one. I have a copy sitting around in my in my shelf right now. <laughs> a guide to Japanese role playing games. Mm. Uh, it, this one is this one. Uh, if you like pictures, guys, get this one. Yeah. If you right. just like reading text, get this one. Well, that just goes to show uh, the one with the pictures disappear because it shows you what you might want to get into in JRPGs. Sad to say, a lot of them are likely not translated yet, Joe. Are they? Yep. Um, that's all I can get mm. within mm. arm's reach. Nah. <laughs> well, I'll, so we'll more with, Yeah, we'll stick with that for now. How about Dan? Are there any particular game acquisitions? I know you've been doing a lot of emulation lately, yep. but have you been going out and acquiring games? Um, yeah, I mean, I've still been getting, still been getting quite a few. Oh, there you go. I mean, mm. obviously... Um, it's, it's more modern based than retro, but we'll start. Mm. We'll start with the obvious one for emulation, which was, of course, the Mega nice. Drive. Nice, yes, the Mega Drive um, Mini Two. I obviously mm. had the, got the uh, PC Engine um, Mini Two, but I'll be honest, cool. it, that's not really grabbed me much yet. It's, really? It's, okay. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right, mm. but, but it's not um, the Mega Drive Mini Two. Oh, yeah. Mm. I tell you what. I tell you what's what's been a bit of a um, a, a godsend with this is is that. Mm. It's been really good to take around to friends' house. Nice. Um, okay. Because it's so portable. Do you mm. know what I mean? So it's, like, <laughs> it's been great for just taking around. All, all they've needed is a uh, HDMI cable uh, mm. and a um, uh, or, or an FBAR cable and a uh, power supply mm. and five volt power supply and boom. Do you know what I mean? So it's been. I, I, I didn't plan on getting it for that, mm. um, but. But that's been something I've used it quite a bit for. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those things that happened, and you found out that 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 actually is optimized for that. The the Mega Drive Two is optimized for bringing to a buddy's house and then just hanging around and enjoying. Yeah, it's been it's been perfect for that because I've got quite a few friends who were who were, are, are not really collectors. I mean, they're into gaming, but they're not yeah. they're not into it like we are, and uh, mm-hmm. and it's ideal for, for, for taking around there. So that's that's been obviously one of my uh, mm-hmm. uh, main acquisitions, really. Very um, cool. Uh, the, the other, to be fair, mm-hmm. well, there's a, there's a few really. Um, this to me has been mm-hmm. one of the biggest surprise games I've played in years. Oh well, um, let's hear it. And it's Sakura Wars. Sakura Wars, hey, oh yeah, nice yeah. one. Yeah. I've got, I've got, I only got this for like ten pounds, mm. real cheap. Oh, ten pounds, really good deal. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I, I, I just I, one of them games, you know, it doesn't get any hype at all. Mm. Uh, I don't really, you know, I've not heard or seen much about it. But mm. I saw it at ten pounds, and I thought, well, let's let's give it a try. Yeah. <laughs> it's been one of the best games I've played, the best J- modern JRPGs I've played mm. in a long time. Mm. Um, and uh, I can't, you know, I, I find it incredibly uplifting, incredibly mm. funny and sweet. Yes. Um, now, it is a little bit dodgy because you can mm. date quite young girls in it. Mm. So, so that's I'm like I don't mind dating the girls and there's a few yeah. girls in there that are around uh, 19 to 20 <laughs> yeah. years old. So mm. that's uh, and, and the main character's 20, so he's, yes. he's got the girls his age. But there's a few who are quite a bit younger. 
And mm -hmm. so I'm like, ooh, I'm, I'm not keen on that. <laughs> <laughs> but you can ignore all that anyway. Yes. Is he after it, Joe? Is he? Yeah, for Joe, it's, you know, he can go younger, you know. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm not one to judge. It's uh, Japanese culture and Asian culture yes. is a, a, a different ball game. But, um, I mean, until most recently, I think the age of consent in the Philippines is 12. Ooh. They raised it to, yeah, it was 12. They raised it to 18, I think, four right. years ago. Yeah, right. but, uh, but <clears throat> and before then... Because of the fact that I, I think it might have been an offshoot of World War II, because of the fact that the Philippines in, was decimated. I think in Japan, the age of consent is 13. Yes, because of the World yeah. War II decimation of the Philippine population, yeah, yeah, the yeah. government really wanted people to get the population it back up to speed. Yes, precisely, exactly. So, I mean, some people might disagree with it because of, you know, because of modern yeah. sensibilities, but you have I to factor in historical context. Totally, I, I totally agree, mate. And that's, mm -hmm. that's why I've not got a problem with it because you've, you've always got to respect other cultures uh, mm -hmm. and their laws. And this is a Japanese game. Yes, precisely. In, in Japan, the uh, mm -hmm. age consent is 13. Yes. I'm, I'm not one to judge what mm -hmm. the Japanese do. You know what I mean? Yes. And, and, and they've obviously um, clearly thought about that. Because mm -hmm. they put all the girls in around 20, 19 year old. And like I say, the main character is 20. So yes. I wouldn't expect, you know, I wouldn't expect a 20 year old guy in it to be dating mm -hmm. a, a, a 30 or a 40 year old girl. You know mm -hmm. I mean? so, so it all works. But, but, but what I love about it is, regardless, mm -hmm. it's a really innocent and sweet um, game. It's not, it's not one of the. Uh, yeah, you know, it's not like where you see him having sex scenes or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Just like hold oh, yeah. hands and steal a kiss and that. And it's, it's just mm -hmm. really, really sweet. It's like, oh, I, you know, that's takes you back to your childhood type. Thing. Yes. So, mm -hmm. uh, so uh, for ten pounds, that's just been that's been one of my highlights of the year. Recently. It's money well spent. And if you're at all, uh, I've seen a couple of episodes of the anime. If you are interested in the storyline of it. I hear I, I I seem to remember that the anime made was a pretty good one too. Joe might be more familiar with it than me, but yeah, Sakura Wars the anime, if I remember correctly, a couple of episodes that I saw was were really good. And storyline wise, it looks like the the game actually follows the anime pretty closely. So again, nice nice uh, nice uh, choice on that one. And you were cor absolutely correct. One of the main reasons why we play games is that we want to move away from reality a little, reality a little bit and then enjoy alternate you know alternate realities where we can we can see how other people think and do what other people do and that's not a bad thing you know it's a little escapism whoever said escapism was a bad thing one of the earliest one of the earliest um inclinations of humans is to play and that's what we do that's what we maintain with ourselves we still play we still enjoy because the moment that you stop playing is the, the moment that you start aging and we nobody wants to do that <laughs> about uh, uh, sorry, Joel, about sakura wars mm. funny story here in australia mm. on day one release the uh <laughs> retail price of sakura wars for the playstation 4 mm. was almost 90 90 australian dollars dang okay and i'm like okay and i'm like okay i'll wait mm. I'll, I'll wait for it to go on sale mm. six months passed it, it was still that high oh. and then for some reason mm. you can't you can't find it anywhere anymore yes that not usually happens not in our retail stores mm -hmm. you can only find it online so yes. i got mine in ebay coming mm. from the united kingdom as well 
Mm. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I got it for I think forty bucks, uh, forty, uh, forty pounds mm. at the time. So ten, uh, so what, ten pounds for? Uh, for no, Dan really for lucked that? out on that price. Yeah. Dan really yeah. lucked out on that because honestly, the, for the niche games, for the niche JRPGs in particular, yeah, they do become rare. Physical copies are almost impossible to find after a certain amount of time. After, let's say, maybe about three to three to six months, you're not going to find a physical copy of a particular JRPG that you're, you've had your eye on. And that's why I've been inclined recently, well, you know, for a little while already, that if I see something JRPG-wise that I'm already interested in, I already snap it up, even if it's just a small down tick in price from $60 yeah. maybe to $40. My usual magical price point is $20. But once it hits 40, I'm getting it already. Especially yeah. if it's some, if it's a game that I feel is going to be extremely hard to find in the future. That's my regular. That's my regular practice now. Um, in the immortal words of Guybrush Threepwood of Mon- of Monkey Island, never pay more than twenty dollars for a video game. But you know, exceptions to that rule is JRPGs that might become extremely rare or hard to find. That's my that's my sole exception. Otherwise, twenty dollars. You know, like Guy- Guybrush Threepwood says, and Dad is my, very much familiar with that one. Very much so. Very much mm-hmm. so. All right, good choices, guys. In my case, um, I have to admit, one of the tr- a couple of the treasured things that came my way actually came from Joe, all the way from uh, all the way from Australia. Because uh, uh, I'm sorry, from the Philippines via by by Australia Post, because Joe went to the uh, conventions uh, in the Philippines and he sent me the amazing. Uh, Romance of the Three Kingdoms 3 uh, for SNES. I absolutely love the Koi series. I love the Romance of the Three Kingdoms series, the saga. I love Bandit Kings of Ancient China. I love Uncharted Waters. And of course, um, uh, Dan would be very familiar with this Act Razor. What a game. Act Razor. Amazing game. game. It's it's basically a I guess a real time god game. I guess you can you can call it that. Action, action platform a god sim. Yes, action platformer god sim. It, it's I really tried playing that for the first five minutes. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell am I supposed to do here? I'm on a, I'm on a flying saucer. And I, yes. I, can't, I, I keep going I keep going on the map. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm like. Am I supposed to land somewhere? Yes, it, it's it's give it a go, Joe. I mean, watch a little bit of a YouTube uh, playthrough of it. The first, I'd say, fifteen minutes. You're gonna, I was, you, it's I was catch testing you. your cartridge for the first time. Yeah. First time. I want to make sure it's working. And I'm mm. like, what the hell am I supposed to do? <laughs> I, mate, Joe, Joe, I'd say that's that game's a contender. I I, I, I think Link to the Past is better. Well, I'd say mm. I'd say Act is a contender for best Super Nintendo game ever. Yes, mm-hmm. it's so good, Joe, that they actually it's remastered it. Right, Act Razor Two. Yes, there is Act Razor Two. Piece of shit. Yeah, I know. What to do? I'm not even sure what to do on the first one. So. Well, I'm not supposed to do the second one. It's so good that they actually uh, made uh, a remake of it on iOS uh, and iOS and Android and I think um, on, on other platforms too, like PlayStation. Yeah, yeah, they, 4. I could be wrong on that one. No, they've, they've released it on quite a few, but I, mm. I recently played that and I didn't mm. like. It. Yeah, had a lot of a, a lot of padding to it. Mm, um, yeah. And it's not as nowhere near as good as the original, mate. It it felt a little clunkier, which is weird. I mean, you'd think that a remake of an S SNES game in modern times would work would function better. It just felt 
clunkier, I guess. That's that's the right term for it for me. So that, those are two two things that jo sent me. Another couple of things that Joe sent me was uh, Namco Museum for Game Boy Advance, which I always carry in the Game Boy Micro that uh, Joe uh, sent along with it. And uh, Arcade Advance for GBA. So these have amazing retro games in them. Uh, uh, not extremely accurate, accurate arcade uh, representations of the games like Gyrus and um, uh, Yaar Kung Fu or Galaga, but they are optimized for Game Boy. And if you guys are looking for good retro games that you can carry in your pocket, you can't go wrong with the games that Joe sent you over. To, you have to pass the time without requiring too much concentration, mm. not much brain power. Absolutely. You know? Those are highlights to, to my acquisitions for this year. None of them. Uh, Joe sent over bangers, banger games. None of them are are throwaway games they are amazing games and i have to thank joe for that one uh i i'd also like to point out a little bit of something on in the chats sir pao of paulo chris uh, paulo christopher fernandez of sir pao gaming and sir pao 24 on twitch.tv says great acquisitions pokemon scarlet and violet she plays scarlet i play violet <laughs> and that's actually a nice mechanic to that uh sir pao because of the fact that you uh, i think pokemon has a normal mechanic of Trading Pokemon uh, among uh, certain generations, Although, all the glitches included. <laughs> all the glitches <laughs> included, and it's just um, big Pokemon news. Oh, Baruna Royka says my 2022 is Pokemon. LOL. But I bought Kirby. Woo! I have to get that Kirby, the, the, the latest Kirby game. I, I forgot what it was titled. Where he's wandering on a wandering around a post-apocalyptic world where everything is already covered in grass and everything i completely forgot what the title of it was but i'm definitely ha gonna have to get that there but i don't know <laughs> Kirby Apocalypse Now or the Omega Man Kirby the Omega Man if you remember <laughs> the Charlton Heston movie but yeah um, oh uh, 123Go Retro JDM says my greatest 2022 acquisition a physical copy of OG Gothic 1, 2, and 3 good choices JDM Gothic is an amazing RPG Gothic series amazing RPG series uh, I, it's 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 very different from the norm of RPG of slaying dragons and stuff like that. It's it's very, the setting is very different. Uh, the mechanics are a little bit unusual, but the storyline, very good, very good. And a little, I, I'd like to call attention to another little bit of gaming news. Uh, not so much gaming as it is anime news, uh, if we can uh, deviate from the path a little bit. It has been announced uh, recently that Ash's adventures on Pokemon the anime series have come to an end and he will be departing as the main character in the anime. So all of you I watched the first uh, I watched the first Pokemon episode mm -hmm. <laughs> when I was 10. <laughs> there you go. And, and I got a daughter now and you're telling me after 25 years mm. they still look the same. Yes. Pokemon's <laughs> ending. Well, not po not ending. Ash's adventures are ending, well, which is well, their adventures ending. I'm like, mm -hmm. should have ended long ago. I know. I, I, honestly, the, the thing about Ash is that a lot of people grew up with him. A lot of a lot of gamers, a lot of anime watchers grew up, grew up with Ash Ketchum, despite the fact that Ash Ketchum never actually grew up at all physically and some would say mentally either <laughs> but yeah it's going to be the end of an era my, so. my ideal scenario would be mm. ash getting uh getting hooked up with misty 
Same. Any other Same. scenario, any other scenario is unacceptable. I, I forgot though. They're pairing her him up with I forgot the the name of the girl with the hat and you know, brown it, it hair. Doesn't, it doesn't matter if she's <laughs> if she's not paired with me. It doesn't it doesn't matter. <laughs> I think it's because of the fact that they're pairing him up with that girl because of the fact that um. Their childhood friends. I think I, I read somewhere. I, I never really got into mm-hmm. that part of the Pokemon lore anymore. But yeah, that it's gonna be the end of an era because for 25 years, people have watched the adventures of Ash, Ash Ketchum and Pikachu. And well, I don't even know how they're gonna send them off because if kill him, kill him, hopefully. Dad's opinion is that he should be killed. <laughs> Honestly, me personally, as a story writer, as as somebody who writes stories, I would have ended it with maybe a flash forward into the future where Ash is all grown up. That's it. Arundaroika says it's Serena. Serena. Serena is the name of the girl that he they're pairing him up with. I would have gone with a flash forward into the future to see Ash all grown up, uh, paired up with well, everybody wants Misty, and you know his sending his kid off. Into into his first Pokemon adventure, make it nice and you know, yeah, yeah. N- a nice cyclical ending where. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't have done that. That I had a yeah, I had Pikachu eat him. Mm. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could do that too. But the fact is, they they could still do it in the future. But yeah. that's my personal thing. My, as a story writer, it would have worked with a cyclical ending where you would What? see Ash sending They're off. They're going his to kid. reveal Giovanni as a father. Well, yeah, that's, that's another. <laughs> that's another. That's another fan fiction thing. I think uh, Giovanni of. Uh, Team Rocket, the head of Team Rocket. If I, if I remember what, right, uh, Jesse, uh, Jesse and James uh, managed to kill Ash, but <laughs> not purposely, <laughs> by, only by accident. Well, let, let, the thing about Je- oh, they're definitely gonna have to get rid of Jesse and James because they're the main antagonists of Ash Ketchum. So. I guess you're gonna have to think of new antagonists going forward. So, oh, let's have a quick look at the chats. Uh, Baron Aroika, Gamitagla says they should have ended it with the Kalos saga. I, I'm I'm not sure I've I've reached that far yet. It's their 20th anniversary. They really have very good 20th anniversary merchandise at that time. 3DS and 2DS and handheld anniversary items. I, I that that would have been very cool if if they had ended it at that at that stage. Uh, Baron Aroika, Gamitagla. It, it's it's I would say. I would say it would have been cool. Um, Rika Marcelo says, "Time for my boy Gold to shine." Oh yeah, I think I remember in the games the the main characters are named after their cartridge colors, right? I could be wrong on that. The main, the original one was red. And, <laughs> Talk about uh, if we're being writers about this. Mm. One of the uh, one of the uh, one of the cop outs that we can probably. <laughs> How about uh, uh, so? Let's go with the lost approach. Everything's a dream. Yeah. The first time Pikachu zapped his ass. The very first episode. The very first episode that he sent a thunderbolt shock to Ash. He mm. went on con. Then everything else. Up to that point, up to now, all this is just in his head. He was just dreaming. He he's on a coma, and then he just suddenly woke up. The uh, disadvantage of that one, John, <laughs> is that he uh, that presupposes that he never met Misty. Yeah. Like that was a uh, so he never he never met Misty or Brock mm. yeah, because that was the time when uh, when he got his first Pikachu from Professor uh, from Professor Oak. Mm. Uh, that this was the time when Pikachu was uh, uh, hasn't hasn't trusted mm. Ash 
met as a, and he was uh, chunky back then. The original Pikachu, the original Pikachu design was he was this round thing. Chunky, <laughs> sir. Then went for a coma. Then everything up to up to now will be hmm. just in his head. In you were about to say. You were about to say up. that. Go ahead. Yeah. I see Viraj has joined us in the chat. So oh, Viraj, there you go. Hey, um, and he, I think he said, "Hey, good riddance, Ash." Is <laughs> so I think we have to kill him. I think Viraj. I agree. I agree. Honestly, it, as Viraj Kathwadia would say, "Good riddance, Ash has been around for too long." It defies logic that he's had adventures for twenty-five years and he hasn't grown up. I mean, <laughs> it defies all logic. At the very least, anime has implemented growing up uh, characters. Well, in the past, and I guess you know they just decided, oh, we're just gonna keep Ash perpetually ten years old, despite well, despite every exposure. All that type of anime. I mean, I could never get into Pokemon. Came when I was too old for it. Mm. My, my first exposure to anime mm. was um, Vampire Hunter D. Nice, um, nice one. This to mm. the North Star. Oh, very cool. And Arotsuka Doji. So. <laughs> Exactly. They were my first three because like, we didn't know in England. We didn't know. We we, we just saw. You know, you didn't know anything about them. You saw them in magazines. And you thought, mm. right, hey, this is cool. Yeah, it was like a trend. Uh, um, uh, it was a cool thing. Right? And we just grabbed these videos. So, uh, so Pokemon were pretty tame after mm. Pokemon, to be honest. Well, I mean, after Urotoki Doji, anything is, is a tame <laughs> thing after that. Anything <laughs> tame, mate. Oh my goodness, I I. I What can I say? Fist of the North Star, amazing. If you if you get the chance to watch it from beginning to end, uh, bar none, it, it blows JoJo's Bizarre Adventure out of the water. If you ask me, that, that's that's yeah. my that's my you're personal opinion. Like, Ooh, <laughs> fighting words. I know those are fighting words, but you know. So Hokutonoken. Uh, Hokutonoken. Oh, you heard you heard it here yeah. first. Mm. Nice. Fist of the yeah. North Star. Is better than JoJo's Bizarre. Oh yeah, adventure. absolutely. I I will Ultra, die on Ultra. that hill. I will die on that hill. Hokutoneken is better than JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. You can quote me on that. Yeah, <laughs> <It's a lot. laughs> There you, you go. Heard here, you heard it here. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Jomari Joe Star is not going to be very happy with my saying that, but it's true. It's true. I mean, it's it, at the very least, it has consistency. At the very least, Hokutunaken has consistency when it comes to its um, okay, lore. Uh, so mm-hmm. Joel, so, um, in behalf of Sir mm-hmm. uh, Joe Marie Joe Star, who yeah, might be, uh, <laughs> might be listening in, uh-huh. uh, Sir Joe Marie, uh, me, Sir Joel, and Sir Dan, we will we will do our obligatory JoJo post. Okay. Mm. Okay. Fine. Right. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Our that. JoJo post. <laughs> 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 For those of you in the audience, we just made fools of ourselves. In the, in the listening audience, we just made fools of ourselves. But it's all for you. It's all for the audience. You guys can see us. We, we have our fun because, heck, you know what is life is too short to be too serious. What's the what's the quote? Life is too serious to be taken too seriously. Exactly. <laughs> that's it. That is that is my personal opinion on it. And heck, it's it's that's that's how we are. That's how we are here in Timeless Gamer. That's how we are in Pinoy Retro Gaming. We just enjoy ourselves. Viraj Kathwadia said. Viraj Kathwadia says, "I watched Pokemon a lot as a kid because my brother was into it and it was a big deal. But with me and Pokemon, if we were talking the games, I gave up after Gold. Eh, some people actually." Reach a certain point and then they let go. Uh, understandable. 
you see to, uh, you see to me pokemon was was a game a parent would get their kid on the game boy as it would have so much replay value and they would not need to buy other games for that kid very true in essence it was a budget game don't get me wrong as a series it has evolved but i find the notion of catching pokemon to not be stimulating as a fetch quest very exactly. true very true it Brilliant is it is a gigantic fetch quest and it just got it, so convoluted agreed yeah i mean i think i let go i think i let go during the ds era i could be wrong on that one because i did play some up to emerald emerald on gba and then ds came and there was just so many and i just said uh, they're making they're making weird ass pokemons now that actually look like keys on a key ring so I, i'm not even touching that anymore <laughs> I, I, could, I could never get into the series. I mm. Like I say, I, I, I were a teen, you know, I were like a mid-teen when it came out. So mm. it's quite childish and a bit, I'm like, mm, I don't really want to go near, near that. But mm. it, felt, it always felt like a, 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 a con job to me. You know what, mm. you know, the, the Tamagotchi, Tamagotchi. Uh, okay. Pen, it always felt like. I'm not playing a computer game. I'm just just doing busy work. So. Pretty much, yeah. yeah but, it, it, oh, there's, a I, I can... there's a lot of grinding uh, yes. uh, yeah. on Pokemon games, actually, sorry, Dan. I mean, when I got first, uh, when I got hooked on Pokemon with Blue, Pokemon mm. Blue, and it did got addicting to a point that because you, because with your starter Pokemons, you really wanted to get stronger so you can breeze uh, to your first gym battle, mm. right? And you keep on grinding and grinding. Up to the point that okay, you're you're just too OP now, and then you're going, <laughs> uh, then you're going for your first boss gym battle, mm. and it just never stops on grinding. I mean, yeah. catch yeah. new Pokemon, then grind, rinse and repeat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, exactly, mate, exactly. It's just I mean, you know, it's just something. It's just something that kids uh, like, like, like Viraj did say. It's a game that parents get for their kids to keep them occupied, to keep them occupied, and it's you know it works for that for that for that purpose but i guess for people like us who have uh, who have amassed a variety of experiences like in my case i go for tactical strategy uh, not tactical strategy i go for grand strategy games 4x games civilization and things like that a pokemon game isn't going to do it for me uh same with same with dan his 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 style of game is very different his style is uh the the, the Chaka, you know, Chaka, <laughs> Chaka yeah, the yeah. Forever Man style, yeah, Chaka the Forever Dark, Man style, darker and grittier and more violent. Yeah, the, the, the Pokemon's not gonna cut it with with all the grinding and the and the, the the fetch fetching and everything. And for Jaw, it might do it for him for a little while, maybe, especially with a kid growing up right now who's into the into the collecting aspect. I wouldn't be surprised if he really got into it sometime in the future because of the fact that it's a good way to teach kids to memorize things. I grew up memorizing Star Wars names uh, of all the toys that I wanted to buy. It, maybe that would be the way that Joe would teach his kid memorization skills. I, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, that might be that might be something that he might do. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh oh, Joe is showing. Uh, oh, it's a, it's a uh, the, the, yeah the, the, well, the, the green screen. Yeah, I the green screen. Golden really. yellow. Yellow. Golden yellow. Golden yellow. Golden nice. yellow. Mm. I mean, yellow. I uh, I think yellow was was a pretty good one for its time, especially with the fact that you you have Pikachu following you around and then checking his mood. You know, he would he would just look at you disapprovingly. And <laughs> All right. So um, those are. 
argue the games that we've acquired. We have no. It seems that we don't really have any regret games uh, for twenty twenty. I, I can tell. I can tell you one of mine. Oh really? Well, let's hear that. Ben. I dig deep it, obviously. <laughs> but it's quite it's quite recently relevant and that's god of war 2018 oh yeah that's it you did mention <laughs> there I, you go i could i could, could not believe that mm. that um the user over the shoulder shooting mm. game-based perspective for mm. a melee-based game and uh and and i'm like you know, you know i'm used to playing streets of rage which yes. is Shit up, top dollar melee combat, mm-hmm. and then I go and play God of War 2018, and people are like, "It's the best, best, best." I'm like, mm-hmm. "It's not even double dragon level." <laughs> so what are they on about? So yes, that that was. Uh, I, I wouldn't say it a terrible game. It obviously looked it looked brilliant, and it had um, it got some decent puzzle work and, and had a bit of a decent story. Mm. But um, you know, it's an average game at best. So that would mm. that would my, yeah, my my biggest disappointment of playing in twenty twenty six. Biggest disappointment. I think it's because of the fact that people really got attached to Kratos, the storyline. I would say the fact that the storyline was carried over very well into the into God of War twenty eighteen, and you find out what happened to him after he basically eliminated the Greek Parthenon, uh, the Pantheon. Sorry, the Greek Pantheon of gods. So you find out what happened to him. That storyline really captured people, and they wanted to find out. So, what's Kratos been doing now? Is he living peacefully? Is he, you know, is he still kicking ass? And then they find out that Kratos. Spoilers for those for those of you who haven't played the game yet. He's got a son, uh, and you know he, he he's he's trying to be the best dad that he can, like yeah, we all do. Yeah. Not, not, I mean, I, I, I'm a big fan of the original God of War game. I love mm. the God of War game. Uh, yeah. and, that, and that just didn't connect with me. I want, I want, mm. I don't want Kratos to be a dad. I want him to be a murdering bastard. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think there's, they're steering him that direction nowadays. Anyway, that that's you know, except that in his case, his his motivation for his original series was rage. Now his motivation is more protecting yeah. that which he values it's not it's 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 a maturity it's a it's an ongoing maturing process I'm some people really there, like that i'm not got there i still want to i still want to i'm like i'm like my little dog you know what I, mean? <laughs> now I'm, I, I either want to kill it or, or shaggy I'm okay. <laughs> oh my gosh okay <laughs> uh, how about joy it looks like he's got a little something to show us or he's got a thought on his regret game if he's got one or his regret purchase does he have one now um actually i haven't really played all of them mm-hmm. uh, to have an opinion of uh if i have any regrets on it mm-hmm. but oh um speaking of which mm-hmm. speaking of uh, gaming news uh, i guess i got miss eileen's rec- uh we got miss eileen's uh oh. miss eileen's entry actually mm-hmm. uh, so she submitted her recording uh, because she can't, but she can't be here with us, guys, uh, mm-hmm. on our live show. But she submitted ah. her own uh, oh, thoughts yeah. and impressions in regarding with her gaming experiences of 2022. Mm. So let's hear it. Uh, let's hear Miss Eileen uh, Tadeo Enslin Porter on what her gaming experiences is like for the year 2022. Nice. Hi everyone, this is Enslin Porter. Thanks for tuning into Pinot Retro Gaming's Timeless Gamer Podcast about gaming experiences of 2022. I cannot make it live to the podcast, so I've made this advanced recording. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the episode and hear my two cents about the gaming news and then I'll share my gaming experiences 
afterwards. First is the GTA 6 leaks. Um, most of you know that my favorite game is Grand Theft Auto Vice City. And I like the GTA franchise. So when I saw those leaks, I was quite excited because it's so nice to see the modern Vice City. The graphics are excellent and the details are so visible as in even the creases on the clothes. Yeah, it's very detailed. It is also cool to have a badass female protagonist for the first time. Well, I'm not counting the GTA Online, but you know, the main games, I mean. And then the Nintendo eShop shut down for the 3DS and the Wii. Uh, it's just so sad because I cannot catch up with all the games that I want to buy with limited time and limited funds. Uh, with that, you can actually buy retro games and play them on your own time. I mean, because on the Switch, you need a subscription to access those classic games. But on the 3, 3DS and Wii eShop, you can buy the games and, well, uh, quote-unquote, own them, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Um, the eShop on 3DS and Wii are good and cool way to discover awesome games, both big and indie, whether old or new. It's really just a shame we can't access those games on 3DS and Wii anymore. Well, at least there's the Switch, but again, like I said, some of them you cannot buy without, or you cannot play without a subscription. Also, such a bummer because you can't use an eShop card or credit card on it anymore, even if it shuts down in March, late March. Uh, at least if your CDS or Wii accounts are linked with a Nintendo account, uh, I don't have a Switch, but you know, you can actually connect or link those and you can still buy through that. And then on the G4 TV shutdown, um, I admit I, I am quite outdated that I didn't even know they were back. So it's surprising for me to realize and learn that they're shutting down. It's too bad and sad that we're gonna lose G4 TV again. Uh, I grew up with G4 Tech TV and X-Play, so it's such a downer that it's gonna go down again. <laughs> Hopefully in the future they come back. Okay, back to the main topic. The games we've acquired, best value for money for me would be the Game Pass intro to the Philippine market promo of just 49 pesos for three months. That's one US dollar. Well, the old rates, but uh, it's around that price. So that's a steal because I know in other countries, it's not just a dollar. It's more than that. So we had three months of access just for one dollar. Well, it's gone back to, well, not gone back, but increased to, I'm not sure how much, but those three months were so much fun and really best value for money. And then um, other few values for money for me would be this 3DS Mario game I bought from, well, if you're from the Philippines, you'd know the Game Boy Lapagan every month. So I remember trying to keep myself from buying this Mario game from other events because it's expensive, like 400, 500. But in the September 2022 Lapagan, I was able to buy one with a box and with a free stylus too, 3D stylus. Um, I hope you can see the picture there. But yes, I got that for 300. Other sellers sell that for 500 and it's just the cartridge. It doesn't have the manual, but at least I've got a box and a stylus. So it's really a steal. And I also have other value, best value for money games, but I'll insert them later on, later category of topic. And then biggest regret would be, hmm, there's a few actually. Well, one is I was able to buy this Game Boy Advance in the RGCP event 
last August. I mean, that, that GBA is functional and it came with a box for 2,000 pesos, Philippine pesos. It's really cool, but then I did not go around the event enough that I missed Sergey R. Apilan's booth. He has, I think, backlit GBAs that I could have bought instead of the one I got because it's so dim. I did not, um, what do you call this? I only realized later that, <laughs> yeah, GBAs are not backlit. I, I mean, I forgot because I grew up with a DMG Game Boy and never got a GBA. So that was, yeah, <laughs> too bad I got. Uh, well, at least it's an original, untouched, unmodified version. But it would have been nicer to play with a backlit screen, you know. And then earlier this year on Steam, I mean, really early this year, January, I missed buying Dragon Age 2 with all the DLCs just for 152 pesos. The price doesn't go down that low anymore these days. Ever since that sale, it never got down to that price. I hope this new year they uh, make it as low as that or just even close to it because now it's over 200 on sale. I mean, it, even if there's a sale, it doesn't go lower low than that or as low as that. And then also there's this, um, uh, what this, this, a Mario 64. Sorry for the noise. Mario 64 DS cartridge that I bought on one event. This was the only store or seller that was selling it. So I really wanted to try that game and bought it despite the condition of the cartridge. It's not too worn, but you can see some age on it. So I think it damaged my 3DS a bit. You know, the rusting on the pins maybe. So ever since I bought that, used cartridge it's like old school i have to blow air into the slot of my cds or clean the pins of the cartridge and then games we've played the most the most time i've put in based on my streams actually because i, I mostly play online now or live play live and my the games i streamed the most this year would be gta by city Dungeon Keeper 2 and Theme Hospital. So you can see a trend there. <laughs> I like business simulation games or not, not exactly business, but simulation games. Then also, there's this game I bought recently, Train Valley, because it was on sale for $129. No, $129. So that's a huge value for money because I've put in already 16 hours in it <laughs> and I just bought it recently. And then the games that surprised me most this year, well, I'm talking about old games that that did not even come out in 2022, but I'm talking about what I experienced this year. The games that surprised me would be Steam World Dig and Train Valley. Um, I remember thinking about Steam World Dig because it was on sale on the eShop and I looked at YouTube reviews. One review said, all you do is dig and dig and dig. Well, yeah, it's what you do, but there's a lot of fun in that game. Because you get upgrades and yeah, you have to try to get the feel and the fun of the game. And then Train Valley. This is, uh, this looks like a simple puzzle game and I'm not really much into puzzle games. So I was hesitant to buy this one, but then it went on sale for 129 And I was surprised about how much fun this puzzle game is and how many hours I've put in. So yeah, that's what surprised me most this year. And then game events I've participated in. 
I was able to attend the RGCP Retro Gamers Collectors Philippines North Malacalaocan um, event last August 21. And it was the first retro gaming convention I was able to attend. It was so much fun. It's yeah, lots of people, retro gamers, fellow streamers, and lots of games. It's like uh, It was so nice to see all the games I grew up with in cartridge form and all the retro consoles too. Oh, by the way, this here is the only picture I have of the event. Uh, this picture was taken by Mr. Brian Tayo. Credits to him. So he was taking events. Oh no, not taking events. Taking pictures of the events, and he happened to catch me on one of his pictures. So thank you, Mr. Brian Tayo, for this picture. In this photo, you can see me putting on a T-shirt. I was just given my Final Retro Gaming T-shirt, and I was putting it on for the first time so as fun as this picture looks this is pretty sorry for the noise this is pretty important to me because i have just been made a member and this is like ceremonial as it looks even if it looks weird <laughs> to the kind of picture and then the next um, event i was able to attend was the retro game boy lapagan on at coming on september 4 2022 so i was able to buy more games there because uh, I waited for my next payday paycheck for more, so I can afford more games that I was able to buy from the previous RGCP convention. I got even more games here, so that was awesome. If I could buy more, I would. If you can see in the picture, that's all I could afford, but there's lots of things I wanted to buy. And then the next one is the Retrocon PH event um, at Fisher Mall on November 26th. I just came from work and I'm glad I had the time to go there and meet fellow PRG members and other streamers and friends too. And it's nice to see classic retro games, toys, and other stuff. So all the events were so much fun. It was nice meeting fellow streamers, both PRG and non-PRG. And it's so cool seeing the retro games sold there because Along with other people, we were able to relive our childhood and get access to retro consoles and games. As for game markets, I went to it's all those events. Um, I'm not sure I went to others. Well, maybe as usual, Green Hills, and then the retro store at Fisher Mall. So I guess that's all the game markets I went to. I mostly browse online, um, either eBay, Amazon. But yes, it's nicer to see them in person in a physical brick and mortar store. Overall, um, my gaming experience this year has been very awesome. I started streaming April this year and then became part of PRG and have known more people and more friends. And it's so much fun being friends with fellow Filipino retro gamers. I did not know how big retro gaming here is in the Philippines. So yeah, it was so fun with everything that happened this 2022. I also got to meet new people, not only local, but overseas through streaming. So yes, 2022 was an awesome year in terms of gaming for me. So thank you everyone. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, jo- you, okay, there you go. Excellent presentation from Miss Eileen. Uh, Miss Eileen Tadeo, who is Miss Anson Porter here on Facebook and on, uh, sorry, on, on, on Twitch.tv and on Twitter as well. And uh, also Ultraman. Apparently, sorry, what? <laughs> apparently, she's also Ultraman. 
Ultraman. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, because of the because of the picture in the background. Okay, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, um, Miss 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 Porter actually did uh, give a pretty good rundown of her year, and I, I the fact that she, uh, the piece of news that she uh, relayed the G4 TV um, returning and shutting down all over again was was quite impactful to a lot of people here in the United States as well because a lot of people when I got here in 2007 a lot of people were watching G4 TV that was the that was a television show about the internet uh, before the internet really came big uh, I think in and in Dan's case in 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 the UK side it was Games Master, if I remember correctly, that you mentioned, Games right? Master, yeah. Games Master, but here in the U.S., it was G4 TV. They tried to bring it back, G4 TV, here on the U.S. for a little while, but it didn't really pan out because people had moved on. People had moved on into different media, and G4 TV really couldn't compete with Twitch, with 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 YouTube anymore. So sad to say, it just went the way of the dodo and is now gone permanently. So when I was uh, when I was in Manila. Mm. This was uh, the mid 2000s. Yeah. Um, G4 was airing at Net 25 in ah. the Philippines, and mm. their their main show at the time was called Cheat. Cheats, yes. Mm-hmm. And I always watched that show. Uh, you know, um, just for their previews, their reviews, and whatever, uh, whatever cheats of the day that can uh, that they uh, cheats of the day, cheats of the week that they mm. can probably dish out. Well, uh, Miss Porter actually touched on uh, something that we'll go on very quickly right now. Uh, we'll, we'll call this a speed round. Uh, the speed round of the games that we put in the most time in and surprised us the most in 2022. Uh, let's start with Dan. Uh, speed round, very, very quickly. What games did you put in the most time in and or surprised you the most this year? Most time, Hellfire. Hellfire, okay. Hellfire, this was Sega on my Mega platform. Drive. Sega um, Mega Drive, yeah. Yeah, I've been practicing to to uh, beat it uh, without dying. And, <laughs> uh, I, I finally accomplished that about three weeks ago. Now, oh, there you go. Congratulations. Very good. Very good. Excellent. And um, was there any particular game that you came into without too much expectations that really surprised you this year? Yeah, um, Eliminate Down. Um, Eliminate Down. I don't Eliminate think I'm familiar with that a, one. It's a Mega Drive shooting one. Okay. Um, and I only played it for the first. It was only released in Japan. Mm. Uh, we couldn't get it over here. Um, mm-hmm. and, I, and I played it for the first time this year. It, it's really, you know, quite unknown. Mm. Um, it's an amazing game. Absolutely mm-hmm. mind blowing. Top tier. Up mm. there with the best game. And uh, yeah. And, and funnily enough, it is very. It's very similar to Hellfire in a lot of ways. I'm gonna so, have to put that in my checklist of games to try out. Um, eliminate down. I'll have to look around for that down. one then. Eliminate okay, down. got it. How about you, Joe? Is there uh, what game? Oh, I know, I know. You haven't had much time recently, but is there a particular game that you've been looking to spend a lot of time with? The most play that I got mm. uh, was playing the uh, the twenty Sega Genesis Challenge mm. brought by Sir Dan. <laughs> there you go. And you've, you've got quite the influence the moment, here, Dad. <laughs> and uh, the most surprising, the twenty game challenge. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the Dan. There the you most go. Most challenging, the twenty games challenge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's 
pretty much it. Yeah, it's at I. But then again, that uh, Dan gave a comprehensive list. Uh, both Joe and uh, Sir Pao, if I remember correctly, and they they managed to go through them uh, with flying colors. And I think Joe no. was able to relay. No, <laughs> Joe denies it. Joe denies it. The flying colors part. Okay, can't even, can't even get past the first boss at Shinobi. Oh, oh there you go. <laughs> no, definitely. I was speak, I was speaking. I mean, speaking to Mirage quite a, a few times about it, mm. and um, he, he, he picked out one of the highlights of the year as watching Sapau um, ah. first boss. There you go. Excellent, excellent. I mean, thank you very much to Mirage for that input. Excellent, um, excellent gameplay on Sir Pau's uh, on Sir Pau's part. He did stream it, and it was it was quite fun. In my case, uh, the game that I spent the most time on this year, surprisingly, was didn't even come out this year. If I remember correctly, it came out a couple of years ago. It's it's a PC game called Endless Space Two. It's basically Civilization on in space, and it's. Uh, one of those one four uh, X uh, explore eliminate uh, exterminate and um, uh, whatever four X games set in space and uh, let's just say that it it was able to capture that one more turn feel of civilization. So there are these games that you say, okay, I'm gonna keep playing. I'm just gonna stop at. 11 o'clock nighttime so that I can get a good night's sleep. Next thing you know, you're doing one more turn, you're doing one more turn. It's 3.30 in the morning and you have to get up at 5 o'clock because you have to go to work. So <laughs> that is that game. Endless Space 2. If you guys want a good strategy, 4X turn-based game, you should you should check it out. Give it a try. It's 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 um, my most played game of this year, 2022. Alright, so much for the speed round. Uh, very, very quickly. Hello. Uh, mm, yes, yes. After Burner Two by oh, yeah. Rod, mm. uh, Sir Dan uh, just uh, went to this arcade, uh, this video game arcade. Oh, nice! And we have his footage here. Oh, let's and have a look. Since we're going to talk about some gaming venues that we went, yes, 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 we can, we can give it now to Sir Dan. Absolutely, oh, yeah. the floor is yours. Yeah, I mean, th this this was probably my actual highlight of uh, gaming highlight of the year, really. Um, mm. It was an arcade festival that was held, I think it was up to the yeah, October, um, and they just had pretty much every core arcade game you could have wished for. Um, nice. and, you know, he had, as you can see, they've also got, they also had a few retro consoles as well. Mm. As you can see, you got Final Fight, you got Golden Axe. Um, you've got me looking flat. Um, <laughs> looking but, flash right there. <laughs> in virtual racing. Uh, the, obviously, there were a hell of a lot of Sega arcade games outrun because mm. um, Sega were the masters of the arcades. So, um, Super Angon. And it was just a blast. It was a real, real good time. Uh, After Burner, my favorite arcade game ever. One of my favorite games ever. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, some young kid on a Sega Saturn. Oh, very um, nice. Just, yeah, Space Arrow, all your super scalers were there. It was really good. Lots of young kids there. Um, I kicked a lot of young kids' asses and all that. <laughs> Didn't show them any mercy, did you? <laughs> yeah, no, did not let up on them at all. You know, I um, made sure you know, that, that to improve and up the game before they come back. So I'm going back there in March. And if they're not up the game, I will do the same and I'll take the girlfriends. That's what I, that's what I promised them. So, nice. And we've got House of the, House of the Dead. 
uh, Wonder Boy, loads of fantastic arcade games, Sega Rally, all of it, and all of them worked brilliantly. All of them had um, were really well kept in mint condition um, and really and played really well. All the buttons and everything were fantastic. So uh, nice. I had a great time and a fantastic time. Ah, that that's actually very very cool. The the fact that. Uh, you were able to visit an arcade like this is is something significant. If, if personally speaking, in my case, I would say the return of the arcade is something that is going to be beneficial to to the gaming scene overall. It's, de- it's, it's desperate for it. This this uh, um, this online this online community gaming and mm. um, stay at home gaming. It's got its place. Don't get me wrong. Yes. Mm. Well, flipping it, you can't. You know, Viraj just posted. Viraj posted early. He said he, he last night he had a gaming night on Streets of Rage Four mm. with his friends, and he had a great time. And mm. that to me is a big part of gaming. Um, and that that is, you know, I loved going there. You know, I, I walked in there by myself. Mm. I, I came out there um, probably adding you know 10, 15 people on Facebook and. And, and, and making you know new gaming mates and and yes. you, don't, you don't get that when you you just own playing RPGs. Sorry, Joe, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> enjoying RPG. But you need to get out there and, and, and get beat up or beat people up on arcade games. Eh? It, it's part of the culture. RPGs, single player games, definitely very important to the experience. But there is also something to be said for the community, the communal yeah. experience of going to an arcade. Meeting new people, trying out new things, you know, finding common ground with all these different people—it's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's quite the experience. I have an arcade close to my place. It's called um, Marcades here in Dover, New Jersey. I go there as often as I can. It looks like it looks—it looks a lot like what you just showed, uh, Dan. A lot of amazing classic arcade games, not lovingly uh, maintained and restored from their uh, from what they might have been from before but yeah it, it, i meet people there as well you make friends i the, the, the place is something it, it, the internet does approximate that feeling but nothing beats no yeah meeting it's, people face to face i th- i think it's fair i think that actually modern culture i understand why arcades went away Mm-hmm. Technology got advanced, and online became a thing, and, and culture, yes. culture changed. Okay, mm-hmm. I get that. But nowadays, a lot of a lot of socialising on on likes of Twitter and Facebook. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of people trying to meet the partners, and it's all online. And everybody's a bloody gamer now. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you, there's a, a there's a many women out there gaming as men as they are, and all these yes. are place to go. So mm-hmm. I'm like, why why the hell aren't the more arcade? So these people can go and, 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 and flirt and meet up and, you know, show off and do all the things that we used to do. It's true. It's true. The fact is, uh, the one of the winning uh, one of the winning strategies of finding a life partner is finding somebody who shares the same interests as yeah. you. And what better way to do that than go to an arcade, play games, meet people. Heck, you might even find, you know, you might even find the love of your life yeah, in, mate, in the arcade. I'm, I'm married to a woman who, who always... Uh, eats all the credits up on Golden Axe. <laughs> and, and, and if I could find another woman and divorce her, I'd do it tomorrow. So. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> so that's that's hilarious. Oh my goodness. Okay. But it's true. It's true. The fact is, 
culture is what binds people together and uh, you're right i guess the internet is is the, the the meeting of minds but the personal meeting of people nothing 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 can compare to that nothing can compare to meeting people face to face you know shaking hands challenging them onto games you know finding common ground it's just you know it's just something uh something that is going to is irreplaceable viraj kathwalia says nah i just want a woman that'll make me some damn good food i'm easy like that <laughs> well good for you viraj the fact is and there's an old saying a way to a man's heart is through his stomach and it's you know it's still true it's still very very much true all right excellent very good presentation dan all right so now i would say we're we're close to winding down the show we'll just really quickly go through game events that we participated in like uh like tournaments or or meetups or things like that and game markets we went to so i think miss eileen touched on it a little bit a little bit but joe if you can fill us in on those things that happened when you went to the philippines it would be most appreciated so we got the um we got the rgcp anniversary convention mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. as uh what miss uh, what miss eileen uh forgot to mention it was real it was a, it was a small venue mm-hmm. it was quite hot like <laughs> uh, and then because the, of the number of people that actually showed up too the, 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 i think it's because of the mm-hmm. fact that a lot of people have Uh, the the term in Filipino is nakawala sa koral. Everybody right. just was had cabin fever, and this was one of the first major events that Filipinos got the chance to really go out to and gather because, and mingle. Uh, because of the because of the whole pandemic thing, uh, the RGCP convention went on hiatus for two years, and this would be the first time since uh, since the pandemic hit that all of the sellers were pretty much uh, were pretty excited to be back selling their uh, Uh, their hardware, their software. Mm-hmm. So as the consumers and the collectors um, uh, are are pretty much excited at the time. So everyone was pretty excited and showed up there. And then a month later, you got the Game Boy PH mm-hmm. uh, Mini Market, of course. And then just recently, December 3, December 4. Oh, shout out to JR Apilan. Shout out to JR Apilan for that one. JR. Mm-hmm. And uh, so your RGCP year ender uh, con- year end event December mm-hmm. 3rd, December 4th, uh, a few days back, mm-hmm. and uh, the whole PR uh, the whole PRG was uh, was able to cover all three events. Oh, the retrocon as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it was a pretty it was a pretty fruitful, busy, busy and, and fruitful proactive mm-hmm. uh, proactive. Representation for for the PRG members to uh, to show themselves out there, out of the streams into mm. the streets. Yes, nice tagline right there, Jaw. Because of the fact that you know, um, like Miss Eileen says, retro is starting to become a big thing in the Philippines. Retro gaming is something that Filipinos have found to be uh, 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 what's the right word for it, um, innate to them. It's something that they grew up with, and it's something that they 
tend to want to share with each other and their children. So a lot of people have really started getting into it in the Philippines, and it's a big thing. And more power to more power to Pinoy Retro Gaming, more power to retro, uh, to RGCP, and to all the retro game vendors that are that are uh, available in the Philippines. I hope you guys are are ready because there's an insatiable appetite for Filipinos for retro gaming now. You guys had better be ready for that one. How about you, Dan? Have you been to a lot of um, gaming activities and uh, conventions recently? Mate, really just that arcade. That's, that's, mm. that's the only one. Um, I've got a few places local to me that I pop into now and again, mm. um, but it's been quite rare, really. Uh, I've, I've had a few other bits and bobs I've been uh, focusing mm. on, so that was my my real uh, get out the arcade one. Well, that's that's definitely still something that that was that was quite an exciting little presentation that you gave, and I think it it Im- impacted Miss Porter in the chats. She says, "Seeing that makes me miss going to arcades." Hey, who knows? Porter, it's a dying breed, actually. Even here yeah. in Australia, all you have mm. is just claw machines, yeah. uh, those uh, those coin op machines uh, mm. that gives out little toy uh, toys, ticket awards. I mean, oh, mm. like unlike the unlike the actual arcade games, mm. uh, you, you, you can uh, you hardly see them anymore. Even even in the Philippines, I mean. Uh, well, the thing about it is, with the rise of retro gaming, who knows? That somebody, some entrepreneur in the Philippines might take it upon himself to start off an arcade uh, again, the same way that it was way back when, uh, when people really flocked to arcades. It might become a big thing. Who knows? The idea of the, well, some people, they're what? What is um, what is the saying? The way to get rich is to provide a service that you that everybody wants. Nobody's thought about providing just yet. So if you're first to market, heck, you might you might strike it rich. Uh, quick invitation to uh, to the entrepreneurs in the Philippines. You guys might want to try that out. <laughs> so that's uh, that. Those are the things that we've been to. Me personally. I was supposed to go to the Long Island Retro Convention this past month, but I got a little under the weather. Uh, I, I just wish that I could have gone. Uh, if you guys want, you can check out the Long Island uh, Long Island Cradle of Aviation. They posted pictures there of people cosplaying and playing the classic video games, not just the not just consoles, but also arcades. You guys might want to check that out. And you know, if it happens again next year, I'm definitely going to go. But my personal uh, my personal forays into retro gaming have been to my local uh, retro game store uh, um, uh, Gans Media Retro Games they provide great service great games and it's uh, I I'm just very happy to support local. I, I like uh, supporting local retro game stores. I'm pretty sure Dan and Joe are uh, will agree with me on that one because of the fact that we, as retro gamers, derive our enjoyment from retro games. But it, we are also the retro game store's lifeblood. We give the retro game stores the business. It gives them the motivation to keep going, and you know, uh, it's something that we should be doing. We we should encourage local retro game stores. Shout out to my friend Dan Griffin uh, over there in Ohio, who has a retro game store as well. Uh, these guys are going to be these guys are going to be the lifeblood of gaming in general going forward. Me personally, that's that's my personal feeling on the whole thing. So. That, those have been our game events that we participated in. Game marketing events too. Oh, I also forgot uh, the events that the Pinot Retro Gaming crew have been to 
the, the, the retro convention, the, the RGCP anniversary event, we have bought, brought the banner of, of our gaming partner, uh, Mega Cat Studios, as well to them. We have been promoting Meg, Mega Cat Studios in those venues as well. So, shout out to Mega Cat, uh, Mega Cat Studios. They provide re- retro games in a modern consoles. Uh, no, sorry, sorry. Um, retro games for your retro modern games that are available for your retro consoles so if you guys want check out mega cat studios they've got excellent games available for you so mega, mega cat are they're a great studio Real yes cool. they are an excellent excellent studio they've got amazingly innovative games creative ones uh check out their site you won't be disappointed so i would say that that is a nice little wrap up of 2022 let's do final final thoughts then i I guess uh let's let's do final thoughts around the table let's do dan Uh, what is your final takeaway from gaming in 2022 i think um i think it's been a good year for retro gaming for Mm. me personally anyway um uh, i think that like i say the 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 launch of the mini 2 um, has said to me that there's still a lot of interest in retro gaming um, that can, that we, you know, there's more that can be done. We're, look, we're going to be looking forward to stuff like, hopefully, uh, Master System uh, Mini and, and uh, Dreamcast Saturn Mini, f- fingers crossed one day. Um, it's great to hear about all your experiences from you two chaps uh, and from Eileen. And, and I think that the rest of the game you're seeing is still very strong, if not going to be stronger. Let's, let's, you know, like I say, let's keep it ticking and uh, see where we go from here, mate. Nice. Yes, I completely agree with that one. Retro can only go up from here. Personally speaking, I think retro is the next wave. Uh, Joe, let's have your final thoughts on 2022. As far as 2022 goes, um, for me, the the most memorable would be well as far as uh, the RPG community goes. You got uh, you got your, you got your ports from the SNES and the PS One, notably your Grandia Collection One and Two, for the PlayStation One that got ported for the uh, for the Nintendo Switch release and uh, just got released for 2022. You got li- how do you say this? Li- live live a live or live, live, live a live. Live alive, or yeah. Live alive, or, or live or alive, <laughs> <laughs> or live alive. Played it. Yeah. Uh, so originally for the SNES, then ported for the Nintendo Switch as well. Mm-hmm. You got your Trails of Azure originally for the PS, uh, originally for the PSP Japan only that that got mm-hmm. ported now to uh, for your PS4 mm-hmm. and your Nintendo Switch. Uh, there are there are other there, there were a lot of ports uh, old games that got ported to the Switch actually. Um, as Sir uh, as Sir Dan mentioned, of course your Sega Mini, uh, Sega Genesis Mega Drive Two Mini. That hopefully I'll be able to um, I'll be able to buy a cheap one, <laughs> at least the first one, uh, the first version anyway. Uh, it's really hard to find one, actually. Uh, yeah, the, 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 yeah. uh, the second version. It's still not available even here in uh, yeah. even here in Amazon Australia. Not, not even. So I still have to import it either in U- in the UK or in the US. Mm. Uh, and there's a, and there's still a lot more to look forward to for 2023 next year. Oh yeah. And 
and with 2022 we're easing out with the pandemic it's not as not as restricting it's not as limiting as before so we got a little bit more resurgence of uh of games and certain events after two years of lockdown so we We, we, we're getting uh, we are we're we're getting there we're we're starting to re- we are we are resurf- we are resurfing mm-hmm. uh, so to speak resurfacing and yeah re- resurfacing that yeah. there you go mm-hmm. uh, resurfacing now that we're a little uh, now we have more more freedom to play we have a little we got a little more actually with 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 two years of lockdown we have a lot more time staying indoors playing <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Right? That that was basically the theme. We yeah, the 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 people started playing games more while we were locked down, and there was there was a boom, and it was it, it was a it was very beneficial to retro gaming. If there you pers- a, if you ask me personally, there were a lot of streamers out, out of the sudden for the last mm-hmm. few years because yes. uh, because everybody stayed at home. Yes. Don't have anything better to do. Okay, I'll just I'll just I'll just buy a camera, set it right in front of me, and then play, show some boobs, and then yeah. <laughs> I was trying to avoid that, John. You just had to bring it out there. <laughs> Show some boobs. I know. I, 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 although, perfectly to be perfectly honest, that era is gone because of the fact that you know people have gone back out to go, people have gone back out to real life now. I do remember about a year and a half ago when you look at all the streamers. You're right, John. There would be nothing but we called them booby streamers i guess i'm sorry to ha- sorry children sorry children <laughs> but yeah the, the, that's you know that was the in thing back then because you really it was a really quick way to gather an audience you know just the the large screen would be you with your tits hanging out and the small window would be the game that you're supposedly playing but well, <laughs> but yeah that era is gone yeah, and I mean- I, I I like boobs just like the next person. Yeah. But I because, but if I'm going to look at boobs, I rather watch something else rather than a girl holding a joystick. Rather than I would rather watch a girl with boobs out holding an actual joystick. <laughs> I was gonna say, <laughs> I was gonna say you could have taken that statement multiple ways. But yeah, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have just shifted our our um, our 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 shows age rating to R. Okay. <laughs> yeah, show's almost done anyway. Yeah, show's almost done. <laughs> but yes, in general, I think yeah. There was just a very quick, uh, very quick um, afterward. There was a little bit of news that came out on a, on, on a news site now that a lot of streamers are starting to get fatigued from their from their uh, streaming their modern games. And I, I posted it on my page and I said, a lot of streamers nowadays haven't tried retro, and it actually shows. All right, streamers, if you guys are getting fatigued with the modern games that you keep playing. Try some retro because this it, retro retro is the way to go. That is my personal motto. <laughs> All right, Joe. So I guess take it away. Uh, just play us off then. All right. So that is our gaming experiences of 2022. There are a lot more to cover, guys. But you know, two, two hours is all we can do. So we will do our shameless plugging. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sir Dan, where can they find you? The Facebook Sega Genesis group. That's where we're all at. And in the meantime, keep following these lads. Timeless Gamer. All right. How about you, Sir Joel? Where they can find you? 
here in Bad Lake, New Jersey. But in online, you can find me here uh, on Twitch.tv. You can check out my page, Manyagang Native. I try to stream sporadically. Yeah, it's a word that I learned from uh, from an old movie called Clue. Uh, no, it's Clueless. And um, if you guys want, you can check out my page. I have some. I have some old videos there. Uh, it's uh, Banyagang Native here on uh, Facebook as well. And I tried to set up my YouTube channel. I will try to populate that channel with some of my old videos. But generally, you can find me in the Pinoy Retro Gaming main page. I do my very best to try to interact with people. And of course, here on Timeless Gamer. The premier retro gaming podcast. I am putting that out right now, and I'm going to challenge anybody uh, who says otherwise. All right, back to you, John. Uh-huh. <laughs> and just to uh, just to promote the show. Oh, before we promote the show, uh, make a love shout out to Viraj, to Anselin Porter, to Sir Juan De Marcos, mm. um, to who else is in there? Baron uh, uh, Roita there, uh, Sir Pau, and uh, Pao. let's see who else. Rika Marcelo, thank you very much for passing by. Uh, let's see, um, uh, a lot of other people. We might not be able to mention you, but we highly appreciate you having passed by and said hi at the very least. We, your company, is highly appreciated. We are so, every single person who passes by the chats and interacts with us. We always treat as our very best friends because you know we love retro gaming, we love retro gamers, and we love you. And to catch our archived shows, you can go to the YouTube channel, uh, Timeless Gamer PRG. And for our uh, for our audio podcast, you can go to Amazon Music, Audible, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. To you know, if you just want to listen to us talk, that I mean, that's fine. We got you all covered, you know. And that's it, guys. Thank you all so much. And that wraps up our. Uh, our final show for 2022. We will uh, we will see you next year sometime in January. Um, hopefully with a uh, hopefully with new topics for you and incoming for the sixth season as well. And on behalf of Sir Dan, Sir Sir Joel, Sir Carlos, Sir Siebert, uh, Miss Eileen, and Miss Charlene who can't be here at the moment. Our games and our bodies may go out of date, but our gaming experiences will forever remain. Timeless! Alright, maybe Christmas, everybody! You guys will also have their Christmas party, uh, podcast after the show. See you there. Come Merry around. Christmas, happy holidays. See you guys at the parties, alright? Okay, bye.